0: There are a lot of plays to get into in the Chargers' preseason finale against the 49ers, but it starts with Joshua Kelly's 75-yard touchdown and potentially locking up the backup running back job. You are Locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David And We've been covering the Chargers for eight seasons together, but this is our sixth year as a host of the Lockdown Chargers Podcast, bringing you your team every day and night. Thank you guys, as always, for making this your first listen on this Friday night. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe or follow for free on the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcast from. David, so much to get into today. I mean, Joshua Kelly made the statement you wanted to see someone make in this final game. Maybe a little unfair to Isaiah Spiller, who kind of sputtered to the finish. Did Elijah Dotson do enough? So much to get into from the preseason finale, including JT Woods flashing, Dean Leonard looking good, Deion Henley. I and mean, you know who else was flexing in this game? Kellen Moore, who decided he was just going to put it on the 49ers defense and run the ball down their throat especially late in the game with max duggan struggling to throw the ball a little bit but it was nice to see him evolve in real time so cool to watch from the new offensive coordinator but this episode is brought to you by underdog fantasy visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 so david joshua kelly didn't waste much time trying to state that he should be rb2 behind austin eckler in this IFA offense and i think what else could he have done? Right, he has two carries. One of them goes for a seventy-five yard touchdown. Do you think that was enough? Do you think that was his statement to lock up the backup job behind Austin Eckler?
1: I mean, it doesn't get much more emphatic than that, Daniel. I mean, I don't know what else that you can do, and you know the with the carries that you get, with the opportunities that was presented to him, he hits the hole, and you know I think the beautiful thing here is the breakaway speed to be able to take it all the way to the house and did not let anybody catch him and. There was a lot of 49ers uh, starters that were still in, you know, on that play. So I think that's something that the the Chargers uh, should feel very good about. I think Joshua Kelly should feel very, very good about because ever since he went back and kind of changed his body and rededicated himself, he turned into a completely different player. I think that's carried over into this training camp, and I think he put an an exclamation point on it with that 75-yard house call.
0: I think it's worth mentioning that he was the starter for this game, right? He was the first one in, and the first one out. If that you know tells you anything about where they kind of stand with him, I think that is noteworthy for sure. I mean, yeah. he wasn't coming back in the game after that seventy-five-yard touchdown, but nah. that's not a touchdown he gets his rookie year flatly, right? He yeah. was that no, he's I, in a different really- level of shape. He's a different level of kind of physical specimen now than he was as a rookie, and it showed right there and it's the second time because Isaiah Spiller did the same thing We're like now do both of these guys have breakaway speed I mean it, it's hard because in this competition both dudes played extremely well you yeah. know and I do think it's a competition that's going to bleed over into the regular season it's hard for me to imagine right now that Isaiah Spiller goes into this season having maybe potentially been the best running back the first two games of the preseason and just totally disappears I, I don't necessarily see that but for Josh Kelly we know the physicality has been there. With this new downhill running style that we're seeing from Kellen Moore, I mean, I'm ready for the regular season start, David. I mean, I think either way with Josh Kelly or Isaiah Spill, like the Chargers are in good hands, and all of a sudden it looks like you have kind of an RB2 problem, and now you're having a hard time really trying to decide between two looking like very good options. I
1: mean, what a great problem to have. I mean, especially in such stark contrast to last year when the Chargers, efficiency-wise was one of the absolute worst in the NFL. I mean, obviously, Austin Eckler was a touchdown machine, but your game-to-game basis the Chargers were not able to run the football, especially not when they had to run the football. When the other team was expecting it, the Chargers were not able to be effective in that. And it just feels like this offseason, this preseason in particular, it seems like the new rushing schemes, they are very much working. They are very real. And now you feel like if the Chargers are in that situation to where they have a lead and they need to bleed that clock out and be able to get things down to triple zeros, that they now have the rushing attack to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk more about Kellen Moore's rushing scheme later on in the show because it was one of my biggest takeaways. And now that we've seen it over a three game sample, obviously, with two games being very good, it's easy to get excited about. And I mean, what we won't talk about on this show is what happened early in the game where the Chargers offense was facing off against that first team 49ers defense, and the Chargers defense is going up against that first team 49ers offense, right? I mean, that's what it should look like, honestly. I'm yeah, not of course. concerned about that at all. No. Tackling obviously a little different, but Getting back to Isaiah Spiller, I think the tough thing here for me is like I don't think Isaiah Spiller did anything to lose the job. You know, like Isaiah Spiller, in my opinion, outside of Elijah Dotson's first, you know, miraculous game, like he was better than Josh Kelly in weeks one and week two. Even though Josh Kelly, <laughs> to his credit, I mean, two different games where he's averaging over six yards per carry, they both played great. Yeah, but the problem is, is for Isaiah Spiller, he had a seventy-one yard touchdown that gets called back and doesn't count right. But he's still, we saw the breakaway speed. It was still good to see. It was against the Rams defense. It was terrible, but (laughs) it it just shows you how quickly things can turn because like he would have averaged 15 yards a carry in that game. Right. But like, instead it goes down as nothing and he still averages over five yards per carry. But like, I think Isaiah Spiller looks like such an improved version over what we saw as a rookie. So even though we're saying this right now, like, I think you're still taking away. Isaiah Spiller is a much improved player. Even
1: tonight, Daniel, I know the stat line doesn't look great, but he there's a couple of runs there that would have gone for zero if it wasn't for Isaiah Spiller. Absolutely, keeping his legs churning, keeping the, those that vision and keeping you know going forward. I mean, th- those are yeah. all different things, different aspects uh, of Isaiah Spiller's game. Also, I just feel like he's much more confident, and he's showed you why the Chargers selected him. He's a guy that can really get in between the tackles. He can get north and south. I think this rushing concept, this rushing scheme, is built way more for isaiah spiller than the previous one i think he's going to have a lot of success yeah he's the rb3 probably but i still feel like he's going to factor into the 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 running game throughout this season he's definitely going to get some touches
0: and like i said i see this going into the regular season like if it gets to the regular season time isaiah spiller clearly looks like the better running back out of the two getting kind of situational carries i mean he can still win this job. So I'm not going to take away anything from his preseason performance. He's looked awesome. Yeah. I mean, Josh Kelly plays special teams as well. Joshua Kelly is also a very good pass protector. That's going to be a huge part of the equation, too. Can you go block and protect Justin Herbert? The, of course. You know, golden godson. son. So, yeah, uh, it's all part of it. But I do want to talk about Elijah Dotson because this was a big game for him. Crazy game. 15 yards of carry. Six for 92. 235 plus yard touchdowns in week one. Then comes back down to earth last week, pretty average yards per carry, has a bad drop on the final drive from the offense that kind of stalls things. And then I think came back today, he didn't blow me away, but I still think he looks solid, still think he looked good. I still think he has kind of NFL level explosiveness in his game, David. I still don't know, though, if it was enough in this game for him to definitively say, hey, he's on the team.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it was going to take a Herculean type of effort yeah. for Elijah Dotson to be able to make the roster. Uh, and I just don't think he was able to provide that type of, of performance tonight. I mean, six carries, 33 yards, uh, one catch for nine yards. I mean, that's decent. Obviously, that's a pretty good yards per carry average. But that wasn't enough to for him to be able to put him over the top and be able to force the Chargers to have to figure out a way to carry a fourth running back. I just don't know if it was uh, enough tonight for that. But I also do feel like he's a very obvious and strong candidate for the Chargers practice squad, which is still very, very important. And those guys are still, you know, they factor into this team. A lot of those guys play throughout the year. So if the Chargers have some injuries that they have to deal with, they can feel confident that they have a guy in Elijah Dotson that can come up, have some, uh, provide some, you know, some speed and some juice and be able to make some plays.
0: Yeah. I mean, he is an NFL level athlete to me just from the eye test. Right. I mean, I think he finishes runs hard. He has a certain level of physicality that I think, yeah. especially in this running scheme that we're going to talk about more. There's a lot to like there. I, I mean, I think he is clearly running back for at this yeah. point, And I just don't think that he for sure makes the Chargers roster because of roster construction. Right. Xander Horvath. A guy who got in, got a little fullback sneak in tonight, showed the athleticism. Shout out most, to
1: Xander Horvath. Most
0: athletic fullback that's ever come out of the draft. I, like His his combine numbers were like Derrick Henry for the size <laughs> he is. But he plays a Greek ton of special God teams, stuff. too, and probably gets on the team for those reasons. Yeah. So I, I don't know if they're keeping five running backs total, especially when I, one of them is so much clearly better at special teams. I don't see Either way, I do think he's a practice squad, almost lock at this point. You know, we'll see if he clears the waiver wire. But, I mean, at this point last year, David, the Chargers were getting ready to go sign Sony Michelle because they had so many questions about their backfield, right? Like, where this kind of group has gone from last year at this time to this year, you have a much better grasp on what you think is behind Austin Eckler, and Austin Eckler's been begging for that for years. So, really excited to see that group. But it was also really exciting to see someone we know is going to get snaps on this defense JT Woods coming in and having, I think, a really good overall game after an early missed tackle. And Deion Henley, love Dayon Henley. He gets his first ever interception. So good to see. Should have had two, though. So we're going to get to JT Woods, Deion Henley, and Dean Leonard, a surprise on this team right now. Coming up right after this. First, though, I do need to tell you guys about Harry's razors, because no matter why you shave, Harry's has you covered for the best shave of your life at a price you love. I know what you're thinking. You're seeing this giant beard and I'm talking about razors, but this thing does have some upkeep to it. I promise you my wife will not let me let this thing go nuts and when I do have to shave, I go with Harry's because from their legendary high quality razors to skin products like exfoliating, face wash, and hydrating lotion, Harry's gives you a premium shave without the premium price tag. I'm usually actually terrible with razors and I've cut myself very many times, used to have to be clean shaven for work and I would just chop myself up every single time. When I got this starter pack. I didn't cut myself a single time. That's one of the biggest compliments I can give to someone. Gotta get this neckline. Had to get everything under control. And the starter set is a $13 value for only $3. When you subscribe, you can also get your refills for as low as $2, which is half of what you pay for other blades. The other nice thing is they have a bunch of skin products as well. The other thing that comes along with having this beard is my wife says, okay, well, you better have a nice face, right? And I have to use... All of the different lotions, washes, and creams that come along with it. But right now, you can get your best shave ever this summer with Harry's razors and skincare products. Get a $13 starter set for just $3 at harrys.com NFL. That's harrys.com NFL for that $3 starter set. Let's talk about some defense. I'm a defender at heart, right? Truly, old middle linebacker might be hard to tell right now. But <laughs> I had my eyes on a few different defenders. And, We'll have more time to break down this game. Every day, we'll be back with you guys. Sunday night, another nighttime show with our final 53-man roster prediction on Sunday night before all the cuts happen. Can't wait for that. And we'll have more time to go over the defensive and offensive line and stuff. JT Woods, though, flashed, and it wasn't hard to see, right? He he stood out in this game in a positive way. And just another step in his progression where every game, David, we're seeing some learning curve. We're seeing some bumps in the road. But man, I mean, the progression for JT Woods at this point, uh, you know, seeing where he was at last season in the preseason, he looks like a different player in a lot of ways, right? He did have a bad missed tackle early in the game against Brandon Ayuk because, I mean, it was actually Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk and Brock Purdy all out there playing against the Chargers second team defense. But after that missed tackle, and it's a tackle that he has to make because you're going to be playing against guys like Brandon Ayuk every single week in the NFL level, you know, no excuses playing against starters. After that, though, I thought we saw some really, really good plays. At one point, I think halftime, he led the team in tackles with six. Really nice to see that physicality there, him coming up, making tackles, and being pretty sure-handed.
1: Yeah, obviously, you never like to see him uh, miss a tackle, but you also understand that it happens, and he has to know that it happens, but the mentality of not allowing that play to affect him going forward that's what you like to see because you can't, you can't let it affect you. And it, and it, and it definitely can. And we've seen that happen with other players. It will take you out. And then all you'll do is make bad plays all the rest of the night. That did not happen for JT Woods. He made that mistake. He learned from it and then proceeded to have a really strong performance in the first half, made several really strong open field tackles that really give you a lot of confidence because that is what he really struggled with last year. It's clear and obvious throughout this offseason and in back you know back beforehand he put in a ton of work yeah to be able to fix his mistakes and turn himself into a much better, more dependable player. Obviously we got to see what it looks like when yeah. they strap it up for real, but JT Woods is definitely improved.
0: And I'm not trying to blow any smoke, you know, like there are still some serious concerns. I mean just his size, right? I mean Going back to mentality, though, he has a much more physical mindset this year. He does. Like he's coming downhill and he's trying to make a hit. Sometimes, you know, seemingly his 190 pound body can't do it. And there was a play tonight <laughs> where he went up with bad intentions and ended up on the, the wrong end of a truck stick. <laughs> For all I'm, I know, I'm old. That used to be a Madden thing. You truck stick players. Oh, the come whole on. Thing. People know a truck stick. <laughs> I don't is. know. Come, you're not that know. old. You got, you got jacked up. That's what he was trying to do. But. <laughs> He ended up on the wrong side of it. He ended up. He'll get credit for a tackle because I mean the running back ended up going down. Just like I they say, the it's a, it's
1: a hit. In, it's a hit in the rule book, man. It's a. It
0: hit is. In the score, I mean, the it, score it, it's definitely going down as a tackle, right? It's like yeah. the you know seeing eye single, and it's like it's a line drive in the box. That's court, it. Me, you know, that's, that's always. It. I like it. I, I mean, there's still some concern for me. You can't sure. miss tackles for you know that lead to 40 yard gains in the regular season without Obviously. standing out in the worst possible way. Behind J.T. Woods, I mean, Raheem Lane, like, didn't play defensively tonight, which is kind of interesting. Maybe that shows where he is in this depth chart, you know, and on this roster. Mark Webb, still nothing really to write home about. He had a nice tackle. Almost had an
1: interception. Like, I mean, he was a fingertip away.
0: He was. He was. But another guy who was very close to an interception was Dayon Henley, who I almost tweeted somebody who's going to pick off Sam Darnold tonight because I just felt it coming, (laughs) especially after a couple opportunities last week against Jameis Winston where he was just making the throws with some audacity that should never be thrown (laughs) on Henley. After missing a tackle, the the missed tackle sucked because he made a perfect read and he got there quickly, but he got there a little bit too quickly. He lost his footing a little bit and ended up missing a tackle, but he bounced back in the red zone. Great coverage on a play where Really Sam Darnold had all the time in the world. Oh yeah. Tried to squeeze a throw into the end zone, but Dayon Henley right there in coverage. Had it in both Right hands. off his hands. Right off hands. his hands. Oh, man. Feels a little bit better, though, David, like a <laughs> Sour Patch Kid. First, they're sour, and then they're sweet. Later <laughs> on, he gets a chance for redemption. Cam Brown breaks up a pass, tips it in the air, and honestly, it takes some pretty good awareness, right, to be ready for how Deion Henley got his first preseason interception because it bounces up. He gets it one-handed. Carouse it fights another Chargers defender i think it was michael jones that ended up well i think he was kind of
1: helping him i think it was just kind of helping him maintain possession it was weird
0: though. Yeah. i mean i think he wanted the pick for himself i'm gonna say oh it, right? well, sure <laughs> 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 I, think, yeah, I think he wanted that pick. i mean michael jones actually looked pretty good in this game he too. did yeah, yeah he really had a nice tackle moment. for loss too yeah but Deion henley you know like the energy he came to the sideline with after that pick which i think makes it better you know but the ranger got in on the action he was all over the place in coverage. It's easy to see why the Chargers drafted him. I mean, I liked his game on first watch more than I liked the games of Nick Neiman and Eamon Bamiga. Like, I think he's ready to be that first linebacker on the field, potentially.
1: I think with Dayon, it, it's just like, if you didn't know anything about football, if you had never watched football, you're like, man, that guy's always around the football. Like yeah. the, the, that, that guy is always around. He's ready to make a play. That's my takeaway with Dayon. He's just always around the ball. He's ready to make plays. The athleticism is off the charts. The ability to run sideline to sideline, to be able to you know, uh, understand and recognize what's happening and to make a quick decision and go yeah. and be able to shoot and make a tackle. That's what Dayon is capable of doing. I mean, it just feels like the sky the limit for him to be already this good to have this many like you know transferable skills already is it's fantastic and I think it's great news for the Chargers it just makes you feel better and better about that pick every single day that you have him the Chargers planning for the future and right now because I feel like Deion Henley is going to make an impact on this Chargers defense this year
0: and let's be honest, I mean, last week he was probably the best defender on the field. You know, got a sack or half a sack. You know, this week comes back with an interception. That's what he did in college. He filled up the stat sheet. I mean, oh, yeah. He, he excels in a lot of areas, had a nice blitz last week. And I'm not worried about the missed tackle because it wasn't really a physicality thing. Um, you know, he overran a play a little bit, but like. He is probably already one of the most sure tacklers on this Yeah, very, like, very, I'm just really not worried about it. If it's Kenneth Murray, maybe I'm a little bit more worried. With Dan Henley, I'm just not worried. I, I've seen him do it a bunch of times. Like in, I, I just am excited, man. I'm excited to see what this dude can do. It seemed like he kind of, yeah. even though he was in the game in the second half, seemed like they got him out of there kind of quick after they saw what they needed to see from him. But yeah. I do want to talk about Dean Leonard real quick, too, because this is a seventh round pick that when you look at the stats from this game, When you look at his grades, it's probably not going to come up roses, right? I mean, I thought he held his own against Brandon Ayuk, against Debo Samuel in those opportunities. The starting offense from the 49ers did have a big catch made over him. Did have a nice pass breakup as well, though. And this is a guy that I think, to me, David, easily is one of the Chargers' most improved players from last year to this year.
1: It's unbelievable. It's it's really unbelievable to me to watch Dean Leonard and, and be able to to see the trend, the, the the transition from yeah. where he was to where he is now. I mean, that's player development right there. Like that's that's what that looks like. That is taking a guy who has some obvious you know traits that you like Four, with three, the speed and the size. Right? Yeah. yeah, the prototypical corner traits are there. It was up to the Chargers and the Chargers coaching staff to be able to take that, take those traits and help make that translate to success on the field. And we're seeing the beginning of that right now with Dean Leonard. So unbelievable yeah. value already for what he provided on special teams. And now it looks like he's getting better and better on defense every single time he gets put out there. And it just makes you feel so much better about this Chargers cornerback groom. It's great. It's fantastic to see. And it's just it's phenomenal to watch player development right in front of
0: your eyes that's the best part for me that's what makes good teams good teams develop players and, and if you're getting guys like dean leonard with your seventh round pick and that guy can turn into something and just taylor's your sixth round pick and jamari sawyer's your sixth round pick yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy you know and, and i think we're seeing more guys even being able to produce this year that we feel i can contribute you know and we'll at least have some sort of role with this team and not just disappear off the that's, roster th- that's what the makes you great is your depth Right, and what David wishes is that the Chargers, instead of taking Max Duggan in the seventh round, would have found this year's Dean Leonard. Max Duggan, though, hey, plus athlete. I don't know how the Chargers can say they're going to use a roster spot on him at this point. It's just hard. I mean, throwing the football-wise, they've always kept three. I don't know if they're going to do it this year, but it's time, David, to get unreasonably excited about Kellen Moore's rushing scheme because of the third game in a preseason where no starters played. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. First, I need to tell you guys about a new way to play fantasy football, and of course I'm talking about underdog fantasy because August is here, and you know what that means. The official start of fantasy football drafting month is now. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy. This is a different way to do fantasy. All you have to do, one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup for you every single week. Try it out with underdog's best ball mania tournament happening right now. This is a tournament you're going to want to get into. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back, and even bigger, ready for this $15 million in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so it's not too late, guys. Go get in on the action because underdog is the easiest play to place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. I had never heard about best ball. Maybe my new favorite thing because of the lack of time I have during football season for obvious reasons. But we're still even trying to work on a way to get our little underdog fantasy thing going with you guys as well. So all you have to do is visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKED ON. That's LOCKED ON all caps to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy promo code LOCKED ON. I promised you guys unreasonable excitement about Kellen Moore's rushing scheme in a third preseason game, and I meant it because it was awesome. This is, David, one of the underlying things that has nothing to do with the players that are on the field. Obviously, the yep. Chargers running backs played great. In this preseason, One, of, I mean, first of all, just with Kellen Moore, all the talk was Justin Herbert, rightfully yeah. so. Unlocking Justin Herbert, getting Justin Herbert to the next level. Maybe not enough talk, though, was talking about how good the rushing attack was in Dallas and how much an improved running game would be able to help Justin Herbert. And I know this is preseason game three. A lot of the guys that played in this game may never play football again, let alone make the football team. Very fair. Yeah. But still, David, how can I not get excited? I mean, two of the three preseason games, the Chargers are going over 200 rushing yards. In this game, they go 267 yards on 41 carries for 6.5 yards per carry. And I put out on Twitter, like, you could take the Josh Kelly 75-yard touchdown rush away, and they're still almost going for 200 yards. I mean, in the other game, the first game against the Rams, they did take away Isaiah Spiller's 71-yard touchdown run. And they still went over 200 rushing yards in that game. To me, David, it, it looks like a night and day difference. I'm excited to see this starting offensive line out there doing this right. But to see what they've been doing pretty much no matter who's been in the backfield in two of these three games and consistently throughout this offseason, like it's really hard not to get excited about the rushing attack that Kellen Moore's are orchestrating right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, conceptually, you see it. You see the difference. It's very clear to me in this preseason how much different the running game is. It's very intentional. It seems very simplified, but it's suited, suited better for the players that the Chargers have. The yeah. type of offensive linemen they have, the type of running backs that they have. This the type is of tight where, ends
0: that they have, too. Right. I mean, they, they we know they don't have great <laughs> blocking tight ends, right? And it doesn't You're stop right. them at all. Right? Not
1: at all, yeah. I mean, it just it's fantastic to see because... You know, Obviously, they're being very vanilla in the preseason. They're not showing a lot. But even then, they're having this much success. It's clear that this Chargers rushing offense is going to be a lot different in a very, very positive way. And Kellen Moore and his concepts are definitely a major reason why.
0: To me, I think the coolest part was watching him adjust on the fly. And you might be wondering what I mean about that. But when... <laughs> Max Duggan went on the field after halftime because Easton Stick had another, I mean a pretty uneven performance in the first half. Not not a ton of inspiring play there, but Max Duggan is a guy who's truly on the roster bubble. We don't know if they're oh, going to yeah. keep three quarterbacks because they have in years past. This would be the biggest stretch of a roster worthy guy though with with Max Duggan. He's just incredibly raw. But after the first drive, which they went backwards ten yards, right? Yep, three plays, negative ten yards. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's not not the best start. But you saw a shift right after that, and it's like, hey, throwing the ball might not be the move here, right? And the <laughs> exactly. next drive, they go on an 11-play, 77-yard touchdown drive, where Max Duggan not only completed only one pass, he only attempted one pass, and it was fourth and two. He rolled out. Credit to him, bought himself some time. Hunter Campmoyer ends up getting open. They score a touchdown right there. But like. Seeing a drive like that, and and we've seen a couple that have been similar to that, and watching Kellen Moore be like, okay, well, my quarterback can't throw. So in the scenario of Justin Herbert breaking his arm, what is this offense going to look like? And and we saw a lot of, I think, inspired play and more of that, hey, they know we're going to run it. Max Duggan can't throw it, and we're still finding success.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm Like I said, it's it's about the intent and it's just it's great to see Kellen Moore as an offensive coordinator in a meaningless game with no starters. And I, I understand, but he still made an adjustment on the fly. He recognized yeah. something and he made a decision to change it going forward. And yeah. I think that's what you like to see because not everything is going to go your way. Not everything you have cooked up in your game plan is going to work teams make adjustments and i think it's very great to see for the chargers being able to see an offensive coordinator make an adjustment in real time and be able to see tangible results off of that adjustment i feel like we didn't see enough adjustments last year and when we did maybe they were too late so being able to recognize when you need to make it and then go out go ahead and make that adjustment and it led to some positive results that is definitely nice to see but yeah, I mean 10 straight basically 10 straight runs to get you all the way down the field and you set up a nice, you know, easy little touchdown. Um, but yeah, that's what it was. It was all run. Run, 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 set that up and finished it off.
0: To me the more interesting thing is Max Duggan's game, right? They didn't play him at all in the second preseason game and this one he goes 4 of 9 for 15 yards. I mean, that's yeah. just not enough through there and he's not it's Lamar not. Jackson with the ball in his hands either, right? No. But- Duggan ended up carrying it six carries for 51 yards. Shout out to Stone Smart, who like had yes. one catch in this game and still impressed me heavily because like two key blocks on Fantastic quarterback blocks. keepers, right? Love to see that. And also, or actually three big blocks because he had a big block on the Josh Kelly 75 yard touchdown, yep. too. And he sure might did. not be a great inline blocker, right? But when you're moving him around. You can get in people's ways at the very oh, least, yeah. right? Like Kellen Moore wasn't using him like a traditional blocking tight end, he got him in motion, he used him as a lead blocker. Something we yep. saw Steven Anderson do a little bit, yeah, when he quite was here a bit too, because he wasn't a prototypical guy like that, right? Right, we'll get into it in our 53 man roster prediction. I don't know, I don't know how the Chargers can keep three this year. I mean, we did hear Brandon Staley. Little bit kind of open up to the possibility of potentially keeping only two quarterbacks in his last press conference, not the one after tonight's game, but the last one he did before that. So maybe David, but like it, it's pretty clear at this point, Max Duggan isn't a, a finished product, he's not an NFL level product. I mean, and to you, a waste of a seventh round pick.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was honestly for me. I just didn't see it. Well, we'll see, I mean, a lot, yeah. a lot of the things that I, I saw in college is what I saw in the preseason. It's just issues with making decisions. Uh, I mean, really resorting to running very, very quickly and not really going through progressions. And even when he did throw the ball, it just you know it didn't seem like it was very. It, he just doesn't belong at this level to me, and I think it didn't take me very long to be able to recognize that. I don't see how it's uh, how it's possible that the Chargers see any, see it any differently. Uh, I just don't, especially not with Max Duggan specifically. I just don't think yeah. that he would be the guy to be your third quarterback, Daniel. I've seen enough, and it's enough for me to say that the, the Chargers should be keeping only two quarterbacks
0: this season. And we'll see. We'll see what happens, right? I know a lot of people have seen the emergency three, emergency three quarterback rule that's new this year. That guy still has to make your initial fifty-three man roster. Yeah. But like uh, a lot of times this season or in the off season, we've talked about like, hey, roster construction wise, it makes a lot more sense to not carry two quarterbacks or three quarterbacks anyway. So yeah. keep other guys at depth at more important positions. If you get down two quarterbacks and don't have Justin Herbert or Easton Stick, you're screwed anyways. Let's be honest, right? But yeah, of course. Uh, I, I, I think Kewan Doss deserves a shout-out for this, too. He does. I mean, if they're keeping a 6 receiver based on production, it's him. He's just been, I mean, he's been rocks rock solid. One catch, 10 yards on seven targets in the preseason. That's just not going to get it done. But thank you to the everydayers who stayed up late for this late-night version of the Locked on Chargers podcast. Make sure you don't miss it. Go subscribe now that you're on here to the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel and listen wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also find us on all of our social media. We post the show there every day. You can hit us up on X or Twitter at Locked on LAC. You can also find me on Twitter at Dan talk Sports and David Drogmeyer at SD. I'm just going to keep calling it Twitter. I apologize. I don't really apologize. That's just what it's always kind of going to be to me. But thank you guys so much for checking out the show. So much to get into. We'll be back with you guys every day as we mean it. Sunday night live show predicting this 53-man roster. And We can't wait to see you guys. So make sure you're subscribing now so you get that notification. We'll be putting some posts out as well. But, hey, it's time. The Chargers have to trim this thing down. We'll be back on Sunday night to talk to you guys about it. But until then... Take it easy and go Bolts.